In a world where every Rob, Steve, and Lane has a podcast, two good brothers will try to rise above the rest. Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer Blues and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that is sometimes referred to as occasionally funny. I'm your host, Howard Blues, and uh, normally I'd say here, as always, with my co-host, but my co-host isn't here. Uh, He is in Las Vegas, Nevada, enjoying, as he would say, the... He's geeking out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so because of that, brought in a special guest, somebody who, if you have been a longtime uh, viewer of the YouTube version of the show, you may have caught her in the background in glimpses here and there. Uh, but uh, really, her first time officially on the show. And uh, it's fun. I'm excited about it. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, my co-host for the evening uh, my wife, Lefty Blues. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so, so how's it going? That's usually where we start. How's it been going this week? <laughs> it's been a week. Uh, <laughs> Still in my lines already. <laughs> uh, so I'm guessing most of you don't know, I'm a nurse and I usually work with kiddos and we've been kind of grown up land lately and that's not as much fun. Um, not that I like get a kick out of sticking kids with needles or anything, but they're just a lot more exciting than grown-ups, and if they throw a tantrum because you do have to stick them with the needle, it's appropriate because they're too. You know, when a fifty-eight-year-old man does that, it's just kind of annoying. Yeah, I, I think with as long as you've been a nurse, it seems like you have always found the kid patients easier than your grown-up patients. Yes, I mean, I remember the stories you told about that first guy that you stuck with the needle. I hear he, he didn't take it well at all. <laughs> I was just glad he didn't pass out. Well, that is true. That is true. <laughs> so, uh, for the audience, I was Lefty's first victim. Voluntarily. Voluntarily. At the flu shot clinic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't ask. You volunteered. I did. Well, if I didn't get my flu shot, you were going to bug me about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I figured you'd enjoy the privilege of getting to stick me with a needle. Yes, that's my first official human. Yep. Yep. That was exciting. (laughs) Well, we might as well uh, jump right into everybody's favorite segment, and that is what's on tap. So, Lefty, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I am nursing Little Miss, so nothing terribly exciting in the way of alcohol. It is a non-alcoholic Virgil's Handcrafted Black Cherry Soda. I don't really know what you want me to say about it. It's got cane sugar. Um, I think they do them in small batches. It's gluten-free and caffeine-free, which are all pluses because those both give me trouble. Yeah. And I, I think you need me to open it for I you. do. I don't have any strength in my hands. So, thank you. There you go. <laughs> Shut that there for me to find later. Sounds good. Well, what are you drinking? Uh, so, since I have you on the show and... Um, Kidder's out here because I've been working through all these beers that Kidder has brought me from Iowa. I still have a couple, including like a Smirnoff pink lemonade. 
that sounds like something I might have drank a long time ago in college. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say I had good taste. I'm just saying it would have been something I might have drank then. It might be one that I rehide in his fridge the next time I'm over there. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but, but since you are on, um, I thought this one was appropriate. I've been drinking these um, from the Distill Brewery. They have this Wild Sour series. So they're all sour beers. Which I know sounds really weird, but I, I actually enjoy them. Uh, but this one is a key lime pie ghost. Oh, uh, yes. Bad if I could, I would try. I'm, I'm not going to, but yeah, that, that's that's uh, true. But it's a uh, ghost ale brewed with key lime, vanilla, lactose, coriander, and sea salt. So an interesting combination. I don't like to drink my dessert, generally speaking, but I really like key lime pie. Uh, yeah, uh, five point two percent alcohol by volume. And their little description on here, we've added key lime, vanilla, and lactose to our Leipzig-style ghosts to create a liquid version of the popular dessert. The result is tart, creamy, refresh, refreshing treat for your taste buds. Now you can have your pie and drink it too. Cheers. I just have to say, the fact that it's lactose is fine, but the way that they keep, like, touting it is very weird to me because most like this is lactose free instead of just being like i don't know a different word for something that's dairy-ish yeah it's not as bad as when i read the uh white claw label and they used the word pure like six seven times I remember that. that was a that was a fun one um yeah no and i will give this one at least some credit because i also usually critique this but it has actual tastes on it, so I kind of have an idea. You know, tart. You know what tart is? Creamy. You have an idea. Instead of making things up. Right. You know, like saying it's rich or sunshine, I think we had on one. Yeah. Such. It's, uh, yeah, just, yeah. Anyway, we'll give it a smell. I would like to smell it. Uh, it does smell like a, like a ghost, you know. So it not, does not smell like key lime pie. It does. It smells sour. Yeah. It's yep. hurt. It, it, it usually has that. So let's uh, give it a try. It does actually taste like a key lime pie. Is that okay to drink, though? Because that sounds really sweet at the same time. Well, but here's the thing. Like, it's a key lime pie, but, like, they dialed the, the citrus lime taste, like, way up. Now I'm kind of jealous that I can't try it. Yeah, because it, it's it's a very <laughs> it is very very tart right off the bat, but then it has kind of like this creamy the lactose. Yeah, <laughs> but it has that creamy aftertaste, mm -hmm. and that coriander comes through just uh, just enough to go pie. So nice. It's it's yeah. Back when you could drink something like this, mm -hmm. uh, you would have loved this. Um, is it a beer beer? It's got green. It, it is a beer beer. Okay. So, I mean. You might talk my dad into something a little like that. He likes key lime pie. He does not like beer, but. Right. And it doesn't really even taste like, mm -hmm. like it, it doesn't have a beer. It doesn't smell like beer, but it smells tart and definitely sour. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely tart and kind of sour, but yeah, it has that really nice. Mm, creamy pie taste. Um, out of all of the uh, Distill um, Wild Sour Series beers that I've had on the show, this is by far my favorite. I, I'd actually probably rate this like a 4.6, 4.7. Nice. So a very high rating uh, on this show. Um, really good. 
and uh, Kidder, if you watch this far, maybe I'll share one. I have two more in the fridge upstairs. So that's, I could share one with your dad. I could share one with Kidder, but then I'm out. Where'd you get it? Uh, these I picked up at Cashwise North. No, oh, we'll, we'll buy some more. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. So the way that they do these Wild Sour series is it's a 12-pack, and three of them are the same mm-hmm. in each. So you get a, the Flanders Red, the uh, Syncopatic, and the other ghosts that they did. Um, and then the fourth one in the variety pack, the fourth, you know, so the, the last three beers, is a random from how those are in the series so there's no way to know so this was my random in this ah, pack. well that's unfortunate yeah it, it really kind of is because this is um this is, a, this is by far my favorite of the series um very good uh and such so i'm, I'm gonna enjoy drinking this uh this one tonight so that's good on a side note i'm not sure how junior who likes anything sugar and really likes pie and you like pie and he's never had key lime. We need to fix that. <laughs> yeah. I think part of it is because like, I don't, it's not your favorite. I know. Well, it's not my favorite. I, I will eat key lime pie, but I think part of it is like, I, I don't know. I go through phases with sweet. So like right now we don't do a lot of pie because it's the two of you that can eat it. And that's it. Right. And you know, like he gets, tiny slices right. so it's like i have to eat a majority of the pie so for like christmas or something we should have key lime pie for dessert yeah, right you know working it working in something like that where we can share the love although i don't know if there's many others in your family that like key lime pie well my mom does but she can't have it either yeah she can't drink this either so mm. Mm. it's a shame it That's, is it's a shame because this is i said if you like key lime pie mm-hmm. this is Excellent. Check the monitor here. Something upstairs. Yeah, if we're both down here, that means that the uh, kids are slightly unsupervised. So they're asleep. They're <laughs> safe. They're both asleep. They're fine. <laughs> so it might have been the wind. One of us gets up and we use that. Yeah. That's good. Well, it could be neighbors every now since we have this oh, window. This is the street side. Right. And so. there's like five kids in the house across the way over there. Yeah, and a couple over this way and mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's, and it's not ten o'clock already, so. No, no. And well, it's the first weekend of school being out, so. And it's Friday. Yeah. You know, they could be getting into shenanigans. You can't say the word shenanigans about me thinking of Barba. Yeah, I I know. (laughs) We we talked about that on the show, too. Like, that's the one line from Super Troopers that I enjoy. And the rest of the movie is just terrible. I've never seen the movie. It's pretty terrible. I believe you. But I always think of Farba when someone says shenanigans. It doesn't matter if it's an 80-year-old woman in the hospital who says shenanigans. I think of Farba. Well, that, that's because that's where he gets his name, right? Farba from is, is that. Yeah. So, yeah. No, we, we, that is a good one. It has kind of ruined the word shenanigans. Because, yeah, because shenanigans is a fun word, you know? Yeah. So, well, Lefty, uh, I think a great place for us to start uh, with you on the show because usually we ask the guests you know who are you how do you know us all of that but uh you know the audience should have figured out pretty easily you know you're my wife so uh that explains this relationship pretty easily but we should go back and we talk about the first time that we met which was actually about like 20 years ago 
I was going to say, I feel like you should tell this story or I'm going to be in hot water because I probably don't have the details. Right? Your memory's a lot better than mine. <laughs> we were in high school. I know that. We were in high school um, and I had just moved mm -hmm. uh, to Bismarck. And so I knew nobody. Mm -hmm. but we I, say, I remember seeing you like across the band room at one point for something because I don't think we were in the same band to start with. So I think you were in concert band and I was in wind ensemble. Yeah. I knew you played the trumpet. Right. Well, Maybe that, it was like practice or something. I think it was my first, probably my first day at Century because when I came into Century, uh, they had to figure out which band I was in skill level wise. Mm -hmm. And so I sat in with both bands. Oh, okay. Um, and it, it, I've never been a great musician. I, I play much more by ear because while I can read sheet music, I can't read it fast enough. Like I can't read it and translate it to my fingers fast enough that sure. I, I can really play. There's somewhere like a level wise and it depends on the instruments. I can't do it on piano, but on saxophone and bassoon I could, where it doesn't register that that's like a C or an A or a G. You just know the fingering based on the but it doesn't happen. Yeah, so I know what you're talking about. Right. Because the piano, I'm like, oh, I can't reach that. Yeah. Right. You know, and so, you know, and I could see some of them and, and get it, but I just, I couldn't process it quite fast enough. Right. It's just not how I'm wired and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I could listen to it and and kind of play and kind of get the at least the rhythm and all of that down and what notes I kind of should be hitting. But it does mean I make a lot of mistakes in it. It's okay. <laughs> you enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, because of that, you know, I played with Wind Ensemble and I played with Concert Band that day. And I made the decision and I, I told uh, Mr. Fogger, our band director, I said, I, much as I'd love to play in Wind Ensemble, I don't think I'm at that level yet. So maybe one day I'll, I'll get there. And the next year I, I made it up there. Well, well, lucky you, because well, the rest of us had to audition. <laughs> well, I did have to audition. But, oh, like, this is okay. the first time that, like, he was trying to place and he could have made me audition. Sure. Um, and actually, so I think I finished sophomore year in concert band. And then junior year, I was in concert band. But I was, like, first chair in concert band. And then I was uh, up to wind ensemble. Gotcha. So it was kind of always a weird thing that I was. And some people never quite understood, like, how I ended up, like, first chair. Um. And it's like, mm, just heart, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had a lot of respect for <laughs> just kind of being passionate about being a man. So, right. but to get back to the to the story Sorry. of us. No, no, <laughs> hey, tangents are fully welcome <laughs> on this show. Um, so when I had moved, I had been saving up for um, our band trip uh, at the school I was at, uh, which was to go to Chicago. And... I wasn't going to get to go on that trip because we moved. Um, so I had all these funds saved. So it just made sense for me to go on the band trip that they were about to go on, which was San Antonio. Uh, to go down there and uh, march in the light parade and all of that. Um, it did mean that I had to learn the century high school marching band marching style. And the repertoire of music. <laughs> the music I wasn't too worried about. It was the marching style, because let me tell you, we, we started with like 6 a.m. practices on uh -huh. that. Nobody told me about the turns. Oh, no. 
<laughs> the first time that we practiced a turn, you wouldn't have been there. I don't think so. I think we had done it beforehand, just like for a local parade or something. It was such a mess. It was like a bunch of drunk cats or toddlers or something because everybody's turning the wrong way and there's people coming at you and you're like, oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, that would be scary. Well, and especially when you don't know and being the trumpets, um, I'm trying to remember if the drum line was in front of us or behind us. I want to say they were in front of us. I don't remember. So we get to the first turn and nobody has explained this to me. Nobody has told me. <laughs> so the whistle goes off to turn and all of a sudden the guy who's playing the bass drum swings in a 180. I'm just like, that. <laughs> we have to like find video of what the turns look like because they're not just the regular band turns. So people need to understand why this is complicated and scary. Yeah, it's a weird, the whistle blows and everybody turns around and you start marching kind of backwards, but then you start scaffolding it off. So like, as you're making like, say the right turn, the innermost guy, you know, um, column starts turning right away, but everybody else kind of files back and then turns in. And I just know I had to remember how many steps to take each year based on where I was at. In the <laughs> yeah. But, but nobody explained that to me, so I nearly got hit by a <laughs> by a bass drum. And then, you know, like, again, nobody explained the steps, so all of a sudden then the person behind me, like, it, it turned again. I want to say, the I think it was that the drum line was behind us, because I think it was that... The drums were last, I feel like. But. Yeah, and so all of a sudden, yeah, I was a swing, and then some guy at the drum line is chewing me out. I'm like, nobody has explained this to me. <laughs> and you're the new guy yeah and i i was the new guy and yeah so i had to learn that mm -hmm. i got that at 6 a.m at 6 a.m yeah but no instruction i eventually got it figured out but yeah well I'll say this i knew that they've done that because i've lived here my whole life and i've seen them and i always wanted to be part of the band because they're crisp and precise and you know mm -hmm. whatever kind of thing um and even then like I needed a lot of instruction to make that happen. Like, I don't need all the details of everybody in front of me, behind me. Like, you just tell me that I need to take 13 steps before I turn back around. <laughs> yeah. So it's okay. By the, um, you know, by the next year, my junior year, I was a line leader because I was first year in concert band. Mm -hmm. And then senior year, I was like, I think I was third or fourth chair on the trumpets. So I would have been like in the first line of trumpets, mm -hmm. but the guy who was first chair um, of concert band could not keep his line straight when they marched. So that's uh, a big no, no in the Patriot band. I mean, like I remember in middle school, we marched once <clears throat> and um, I've seen pictures and our lines were absolutely atrocious and nobody cared. <laughs> uh, so, so Chris Fogderud, Mr. Fogderud's son, who mm -hmm. was, first chair wind ensemble um he 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 came to me and he goes hey we need to get that second line of trumpets straight he goes i know it's going to feel like a demotion you know to, to kick you out of the first line of, of trumpets but can you go take line lead on this mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah and i got it straight now <laughs> so as i said it's never the strongest player but i could do okay. some things right uh, but anyway, yeah, we went down to San Antonio, and I knew absolutely nobody uh, on the bus. Um, so it was it was not necessarily a fun trip, although that was when I first met uh, Danielle. 
actually well i met her in my first days of band but it was kind of where i first got to spend and uh we've talked about her um we told the story about the chrysler building gosh that was the last time we did a clip show uh future howard will put the episode number up there so you can go hear the chrysler building story but i i just kind of like i was just snarky enough to, like that whole time like the entire bus ride down i mean i forget how many times she flipped me off because that was the best she could come up with for a retort um so yeah and then the nice thing about our band tours was we were allowed quite a bit of freedom mm -hmm. you know you kind of had to stay in a group right but you know you everything like four or something right but you could explore but because i knew nobody except the group of girls who I sat next to on the bus just by sheer chance yeah. yeah that's kind of who I ended up hanging out with which you were kind of in that same grouping yeah. um but the the first real interaction we had we it was one of these times we were allowed to explore the river walk and there was a spot there was this hotel on the river walk that had this really cool kind of lobby that had some waterfalls going through and some natural features and a glass elevator that went up to the top floor and so you and I went and rode up to the top floor um, to get a picture looking down at this lobby. Mm -hmm. And you... I didn't know that I got vertigo before that. <laughs> yeah. And so you were you were not willing to no, take I'm the photo. No, I'm not afraid of heights, but I, I get vertigo. Yeah. And so you, you didn't want to take it. So you asked me if I would take the photo for you. And so I snapped a photo. And, mm -hmm. and that, that was our first interaction ever was yeah so that would have been the spring of 2002 was it or no 2001 yeah so 21 know. years i've known you you're old man it's <laughs> right back at you it's okay you're older than i am yes yes i am <laughs> and junior says that you're older than me too mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm two and you're three yes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, him in numbers. <laughs> he's ten. ten. <laughs> one, two, nine, ten. That's his latest. Oh, he's got nine in there. Yeah, yeah. One, two, nine, ten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Most two-year-olds are like they're at two, and that's it. We don't even get one and two. So he's kind of a smart cookie. He is. He's smarter than either you or I. No offense. He's gonna. I know that we're going to be in trouble when he gets to be a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until little miss starts too. She's fiery and she's smart. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I think we have to stop. We're going to be outnumbered. <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, yeah. That, uh, we, we should not create more of our own demise. That would be, that'd be a bad, bad tactical decision on, on that part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, then uh, let's see, throughout high school, you and I had random classes together. Mm -hmm. wow. Senior English. Senior English. That was I, a lot of fun with Drew. Mm -hmm. Yep, there was there was that one banned by senior year. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that we were in. We weren't you were in, ahead of me in math. Yes. And I don't think we had the same history because you took history in summer school one year. Well, so I did um american pageant junior year yeah but you had somebody i didn't have i had reisenauer and um peterson right and i had lee and the redhead no she was a red oh. I get her name but was she the speech coach the next year i don't think she was no oh okay i don't know then it, it's one of those like i don't remember 
but you know, I actually was having a conversation with Ari's godmother uh, in the hall tonight um, on my way out of work because she brought up the our twenty year reunion is coming up next year. She's like, "Are you going?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> the people that I like, we're still in touch with. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I said. I said, "You know, really?" I said, "I." Because we, we chatted back and forth, and she's like, well, I just, you know, I, I want to know what happened to people. And I'm like, that's what Facebook is for. You can creep on people and not have to interact with them. I, I'm like, I, I don't really care. I said, like, the few people I care about from Century High School mm-hmm. said, I'm married to one. Mm-hmm. I do a weekly podcast with the other, and then you're here. Mm-hmm. And I keep in contact with your mortal enemy, so. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen her in a while. Usually she comes back in, like, June or so and brings her kiddos and haven't seen her for a couple of years. I, yeah. I don't think she's met either of our kids. No, no, I, I haven't seen her in. Well, no, because usually you were busy. Yeah. Doing whatever else and I went without you. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, the mortal enemy that uh, Lefty's talking about is, uh, well, we can say her name's Jen and she was in uh, chemistry with me and it drove very competitive she's very competitive and she got very competitive with me about test scores and things like that and the thing about it was in high school i never had to study except for math i think math was the one thing because i struggled a bit with math but i never really had to study study because i have a fairly good ability that if i read something i remember it it's not it's not a photo memory it's not like you just have a really good memory. I cannot win a fight in this house because you remember exactly what I said, even if it's not what I meant. <laughs> Correct. Um, and so, like, I could read the textbook and go, yeah, I got this. And I didn't have to study. It was up there. Mm-hmm. And so I had a bit of ease. Plus, I figured out I could program my graphic calculator to do all the formulas and such for me. That would have made chemistry so much easier for me. It's so totally I had to work really hard in chemistry and I still got to see. It was, it was, it was extremely helpful and I didn't view it as cheating because you know what? It took some work to do that. You weren't allowed to to use your graphing calculator. They didn't say you couldn't. Right. But they just never thought that anybody was going to program it to, to do that. So it wasn't against the rules. They didn't say you couldn't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it took some work because like it was all done because with your graphing calculator, you had a keyboard so you could put in the actual like le- letters. So like when you're dealing with the different elements, I could put that in. The problem is, is that some elements share letters and such. So uh, there were some times where I had to come up with alternative letters and symbols for the program to work. Oh, okay. I never had a graphing calculator. They were expensive back in that day. Well, anyway, so it, it got very competitive between me and her for test scores because she worked her ass off to get the grade she got, and mm-hmm. I just would breeze through, and it just bugged her that I beat her on every test. And it kind of created this, as we always joked, it was a hate-hate relationship because people would try to, oh, it's just a hate, you know, love-hate relationship. It's like, there's no love here. <laughs> It actually once got us apart in a play <laughs> because we we were it was uh, the play was called the Boyfriend Project, and the two of us got called because the way that uh, Mrs. Dietz would do auditions was by numbers. You had to wear a number, and she would just call random numbers up to read against each other. Jen and I got called to to read, and it was a it was a scene where there was a boyfriend girlfriend and kind of having a bit of a spat and all of that, and we. 
we made it. Through, good we made it through the scene. Well, that's not what got it to us. It was afterwards. The two of us kept sniping at each other and trash talking each other's performance as we walked back. You know, it's like, you know, I was kind of like, you were terrible at that. It's all your fault. You, you know, <laughs> we fought the entire way back, and it was it was just like, okay, so yeah, we were the couple that fought and broke up in the course of the show because that was that was how we auditioned. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't seen Jen, you know. It's been three or four years since I've seen her, and I don't think you've seen her since maybe. I can't remember if you were with me when we were traveling and we went through where she was going to college once. No. I don't think, I think it was, I was with my parents. Yeah. Yeah. So you probably haven't seen her since high school. Yeah. But I mean, that, but that kind of fits my MO, you know. Right. I, I, I was very jaded when I came up here you know, and didn't really care to get to know people, you know, I got to know people as I needed them, but that was kind of about it. And, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And I, I said to Ari's grandmother, you know, um, said, hey, that's not the reunion I'd like to go to. I said, I totally understand her wanting to know more. I, I want to know like what happened to the people I went to school with in Spearfish. Oh, sure. Because it was a lot closer knit community. It was a lot closer knit community. And, um, I'm just not in touch with as many people from that time period. And so it was kind of one of those because it was sort of small. Once you were gone, you were kind of gone. And well, yeah. and back in that day, we didn't have Facebook. I mean, Facebook was around until we were in college. So, I mean, you might have had dial up internet, but you didn't have an email address, you know, and you had to pick up the phone or go see somebody or write a letter. Right. And so and that's a lot more work. It is. Um, and it, it gets hard. It gets hard on both sides when you move like that, because right. like all the stories I have to tell are about people that nobody had met. Right. <laughs> before. And high school is such like an all inclusive thing in your life that right. you're no longer relevant. Right. Essentially. But yeah, so we had classes together mm-hmm. and it, it's always interesting because whenever anybody asks us about, you know, <laughs> The whole uh, dating and getting married and all. Did you guys date in high school? Were you high school sweethearts? Mm-mm. No. I didn't date anyone in high school, in all fairness, but that's beside the point. Yeah. And, uh, well, you, and you know this because you know the buildup, and that's, I, I didn't care for Lefty in high school. Uh, <laughs> I thought she was opinionated and bossy. and I was probably a little bit of both of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I And, and there, you know. She's still I still am a little bit. She's yeah. still opinionated and bossy, but uh, you know, I learned to see past that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and in high school, I never was like in a certain group either. So it's not like you had the opportunity to know me beyond just that anyway, because I just kind of bounced between so many different groups. You know, it's like so I was a cheerleader one year, and I had some contacts, you know, from that, and then you know, like. Kathy and Jen were in different groups and Heather and, you know, and Sarah, I just, I never, I didn't ever have like a spot where like, this is where I fit. Like there was somewhere I ate lunch every, you know, semester when whatever came out with changes and whatnot, you know, and I had people that I could do stuff with, but it was never like some of those people who never get outside of that clique of friends. Yeah, no, I, I, I get you on that. I mean, I had a few people that I kind of rolled with in, in high school, at least at Century, you know, mm-hmm. Kidder was one mm-hmm. um, until him and Jess split. And then it was, it got ugly for a while. 
you know, and then there was Chris, Sarah, Drew, and that group. Mm-hmm. And I guess I did hang out with them, and I considered them friends, but, you know, it, it's not like we were, like, super close, right. you know. It was, well, that's fine, you know. And, you know, it doesn't bother me in the least. I, I got through. But, no, and that's, I don't know where I was going to go with that. I had a point. You're talking about little Mrs. Godmother and wanting to go to the... Oh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I have no desire to really go to the reunion. She also tried to get, um, get me to go to karaoke. <laughs> that was, that was on the... her heart. That was on the walk and talk on Thursday, I think. I think she just assumes that everyone is as sweet and accepting and kind and exuberant about everything in life as she is. Well, it, it's uh, she discovered karaoke at the Craftcade. Apparently, it happens Wednesday nights. Oh. And so she's trying. She's inviting to... the wrong family member here. Well, yes, we 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 had that conversation <laughs> about. You don't have to give me alcohol, even I'll sing for you. Yeah, no, she, uh, she she did bring that up, and I'm like, oh yeah, great, leave me with the kids was kind of my my joke with that. Yeah, which was also the same with the reunion because she did say, well, maybe I'll just invite Lefty and Lefty and I will go. I'm like, oh yeah, great, stick me with the kids. So I made that joke twice this week with her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but she was asking everybody because she wants to find somebody to go with but because she took her husband. Her husband is not going to be impressed with that. Well, he went and he was supportive, but he wasn't. He wasn't going to sing. He wasn't going to sing. So she was asking everybody on the walk and talk. So as we got back to me, she goes, hey, Howard, you know, you sing. Do you want to come to karaoke? I'm like, I don't sing. You sing. You did a Blues Brothers act in, you know, high school. Like, that was a lip sync <laughs> act, which does not qualify me as a singer. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, see, so here's what we have to work out. Sarah and I have to figure out how to get her husband to play with Junior so that the two of you can get together and not be you alone with the kids and tire out Junior. And she and I can go and sing karaoke. <laughs> Then she leaves her photographer. Who's going to document her singing karaoke? She takes lots of pictures herself, but I could do a couple for her. <laughs> but the good if mom doesn't take a bunch of me, then we'd be okay. <laughs> I think the good thing is I don't think she listens to this show. So. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> that would be interesting if she did, but mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, she might if she finds out that I'm in one of the episodes and we talked about her. Mm. Duly noted. Make no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah. No, so we didn't start dating in high school. We started dating in college. Mm-hmm. We both went to the same college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we didn't start even like freshman year there. That was a mm-hmm. sophomore year yeah. thing that we started. Mm-hmm. Got engaged the next year. And mm-hmm. you were helping me with my math homework, is how that started. Yep. Yep. It was. I tutored you in math, which is. <laughs> terrible idea because while i was in advanced math i wasn't great at math well that tells you how good i am at math. yeah he chose the wrong tutor <laughs> <laughs> that's okay mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those i chose the wrong tutor for math class now all i got to show for it is a house and two kids you know <laughs> i think i came out ahead <laughs> i mean i had to repeat that class but i still came out ahead <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. So, yeah, and we got married, I think it was five years after being engaged. We were living, oh, in, last count. We were living in Montana at the time, mm-hmm. and we eventually moved back here. So, mm-hmm. and then eventually had kids. Mm-hmm. 
there's there's the whole story in somewhat of a nutshell. Yes. So lots of fun things along the way. Yeah. And whatnot. Shenanigans. Oh yeah. I mean, I do miss some of those, like because we we were just in South Dakota. Yeah. You know, a couple weekends ago, I like had to borrow my parents' suburban, and it was full to the brim, and we were packed for every possible like scenario and all that. And I think it was snow. In all fairness. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but it's it's such a difference from like when it was just you and I, and we would travel, and we would we would load the car. I mean, the car was still probably just as full, but it was because but we drove all the way out too. Washington and back without a, a trip plan other than we had to be there for this wedding. Right. And I think our only hotel reservation was around the wedding. And, yes. then, <laughs> uh-huh. and then everything else was like, well, we're tired. We'll stop here. Right. We're hungry. Oh, that looks interesting. What is that? Yeah. Creators of the Moon National Park. Never heard of it before. It was awesome. That was a really cool one going through the, the lava tunnels and standing on the top of an inactive volcano. Yep, that was that was good. That was also the Yellowstone uh trip <laughs> with the horny elk. Yes, with the horny elk that uh, um, yeah, we were we were camping. It was September, September, which is kind of the wrong time to tent camp. Uh, well, okay, so in all fairness, it was warm in North Dakota and it was fairly warm in Washington. But this was in the mountains, and you grew up in the I did not, or I might have said something about, hey, let's get a hotel or a cabin. Well, but even though I grew up in the mountains, I grew up in the Black Hills, and that isn't high enough elevation that at oh, night sure. it gets that cold. Where Yes. Yeah, here it was cold, so. It was like 32, I think, yeah. was the low that it got that night. Yeah. And I did not have enough clothing with or sleeping bags and blankets <laughs> to survive the night without being awake half the night and snuggled under you. Yeah. And still be cold. So yeah, so we had that going up, but it was also the rut. And so the elk were bugling. And at first, you know, when you're, you're first laying there and the cold hadn't set in, you know, and you're just trying to drift off to sleep and you oh, hear the elk. No. Yep, it's a, oh, it's so majestic. But at three in the morning, it's, you know, you realize that that majestic call is 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 really more desperate. And it's some elk going, I'm lonely. Somebody love me. And, and nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the first time I heard an elk ever, I think we were living in Montana because you were out there for a while before I was. Mm-hmm. And it was like two or three in the morning and I got up to go to the bathroom and we lived on the like top of a river kind of bank. It was like a little bit of an incline down before the actual river. And then there was like a cliff face kind of on the opposite side. Um, so it sounds kind of echoed. And all of a sudden I heard this, like, I don't, I, you know, like, I don't really believe in ghost demons. Absolutely. And I was pretty sure there was one of them in your bathroom when I heard this noise at three in the morning. (laughs) I was scared to death. And it was just an elk bugling and it like bounced off of the cliff face and when i said something to our friend melinda rick happened her husband happened to be in the room and he just laughed at me because i was a stupid city girl (laughs) he did that a lot um and then shortly thereafter he turned his phone so that whenever he got a text message it would be bugling out (laughs) yeah because i remember you came and woke me up Mm -hmm. wanting to know what this was and you started describing it and i think i actually pulled up the computer and pulled up an elk sound like is this what you heard yeah it's an elk go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you know i've never really lived in the mountains until then the other thing that um 
I think I just kind of panicked when this situation happened. It didn't like occur to me because I've always lived on the prairie and the flatland. And we're not in like the tornado belt, but we do get tornadoes here. Um, so every Friday here, they test the tornado siren and it's just a test and we know that and it's fine. They um, had a volunteer firefighters, I think in DMS, but firefighters for sure, out where you lived in Montana. And nobody told me that they used a siren to call them. Because um, this was back before, like, you could send, like, mass text notifications and whatever else. Like, it was pagers, you know, and that was about it. Um, so you went to teach a class about wherever the students that year were going on their national it was trip. Lewis and Clark was what I was teaching on. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the, no, the no, summer thing was... I thought it was like the Africa. Oh yeah, that was that was um because I, I did I did twice because I did the Lewis and Clark one before they did the canoe trip, but then there was um the one on Africa and it was about yeah. Kenya and yeah. so you went to yeah. teach that and left me alone um at your apartment when I was visiting. And then I was watching Criminal Minds and it was kind of a newer show at the time and I watched way too many in a row, so I was freaked out in the first place. And then the siren goes off. And in my mind, there's a tornado somewhere, even though we're in the middle of a mountain valley. <laughs> I didn't know tornadoes couldn't happen there. <laughs> so I'm like panicking. I'm like, well, there's a window in the bathroom and there is no basement and there's a window in everywhere else. I'm screwed. I might as well just stay here. And then nothing happened. And like, I tried to like check the weather stuff and whatnot. And in the middle of nowhere, you were in Montana, we got chicago channels and canadian channels and nothing local at all so i couldn't find anything on the weather and the internet was okay back then but it still wasn't spectacular to be like that up to date so i literally just kind of sat there like okay if this is how i die this is how i die and then you came home and you're like that's the firefighter thing <laughs> well thanks for telling me before you left <laughs> And then I had nightmares that night, not about the tornado, but about the criminal minds because it scared me and I watched too many of them. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun trip. Yeah. <laughs> there was always fun trips when you came out to, to Montana. It was, even when we went out to Chinook. Yeah, no, Chinook was a fun little town to mm -hmm. to be in. And it's so. right by, what's the little, the, the larger the town that it's by that we would go to. Uh, Haver. Haver. Haver's the larger town. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, but I couldn't quite remember for sure. Yeah. Haver. Good old Haver. Go yeah. for a shopping run. Go to a movie. Mm -hmm. That's where that's where we started the every week movie. Oh, was because yeah. when I lived in um, Chinook, there was no movie theater in Chinook. Um, and I had, you know, weekends because I was off Friday, Saturday. So I, nothing to do. So every Friday I would drive into Haver and I'd go to Walmart because there was no Walmart in Chinook. So I'd go to Walmart, stock up on everything I need. And then I'd go to the little local theater and it was like a fourplex, but it was like $5 and 50 cents for a matinee. And I would go to a movie and I did that kind of all that summer. And then when I um, moved up to Eureka, it was kind of a similar situation. It was an hour down to Kalispell. So it's like, if I'm going to Kalispell, I'm going all day. And mm -hmm. so I would make up my list over two weeks and I would go down and watch a movie and sh do all the shopping and such that I needed to do and then go back up. And then when you moved up there, we just kind of continued that tradition. Always, you know, shopping, movie, groceries. Right. You know, back to, back to Eureka mm -hmm. every other weekend. So, right. 
which you would think that that drive would have gotten kind of boring, but I don't know. That drive from Eureka to Kalispell never got boring to me. I don't think it did for me either, but having grown up on the prairie, my roommate in college, her name was Carol, and she grew up in Wyoming, so um, I think in Sheridan maybe. So she's in the mountains, like on the edge kind of. And um, the roads there are not straight. Like they did not go through mountains. You go around them, obviously, because it's easier and cheaper and faster. So um, she got up to Grand Forks. And I don't remember if she, she didn't have a car up there. So she'd caught a ride with someone to like Fargo or something for a concert or something. And like, that is the most boring stretch in North Dakota, I'm pretty sure. And it is the straightest stretch of highway in North Dakota. Um, And that's like all that she had driven. And she comes back and she goes, how do you stay awake when you're driving? I was like, what? She goes, it's so straight. You could just like put it on cruise and take a nap. <laughs> but that's not the case between Eureka and Kalispell. And there's mountains and trees and you got to watch out for the wildlife. I never hit anything, thankfully, but. Except that turkey that one time, almost. <laughs> oh, and almost the deer that almost <laughs> ran into my car. I didn't hit that one, though. It almost ran into my car. I don't remember a turkey. When did I almost hit a turkey? Well, you didn't almost hit it, but it was one of those, like, if you would have opened the car door, <laughs> we would have hit the turkey. Well, that's like fall there, though. It's like you could get a license and just go down the highway and go, bring it like 10 of them because they're dumb and they stand on the side of the road. Rick used to tell that he and um, oh, I don't remember his name who worked for the Border Patrol um, didn't like to go turkey shooting because the turkeys were so dumb they would like the tree and then just be like shoot me <laughs> and they wouldn't run away or fly or you know yeah the Montana turkeys are dumb the North Dakota ones are a little bit smarter not much <laughs> shots fired at Montana turkeys <laughs> This has been Lefty's hot take for once. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you would need a gun there to to bag yourself a turkey, mm-hmm. and they're decent sized. Yeah, but I knew if I did that, then Rick and Melinda would want to eat it, and they'd make me help clean it. So, <laughs> well, that that is that is true. They're still uh, asking for us to uh, make a return trip out there. I know. So, but the baby hates the car seat, so it's going to be a little bit. <laughs> uh, it's like maybe next year. Yeah, next year they'll be able to see a little bit better, Miss. She's getting better, but she also has discovered that she's willing to sleep in the car seat, and that helps a little. Yeah. Well, and by then her sleep schedule might be such. So. Yeah, she'll need like a nap instead of three or four yeah so that could either help or hinder that progress we'll, we'll find out in a year mm-hmm. yeah so well, it's a long drive maybe we'll take the train mm-hmm. yeah so uh we, we've talked about you mentioned watching criminal minds yeah. uh, you and i still do watch tv every now and then when we uh <laughs> do find out, children which is the, yeah which is rare um, mm-hmm. But we've been watching a couple of different things uh, that are not kids shows, although we've both been trying. The, the new season of Bluey is out and we've watched like three episodes, but Junior's in a Mickey Mouse phase. So usually he kind of goes back and forth, but I think he's been watching a little less TV because we're trying to wear him out a little bit more. Um, and not that he watched a lot before, but still like there are days where he watches no TV when he's with me, you know. And I think um, Nana lets him watch a little bit more, and Grandma probably does too, and that's fine. Um, but because of that, he chooses a little more carefully. 
what he watches. Yeah. But anyway, he's in the Mickey Mouse kick. So finally we get a new season of Bluey. So finally episodes that we haven't seen 30 times. And we can't get him to watch it. <laughs> so we tried. We tried. Tonight was pizza and movie night and he wanted to watch Mickey Mouse instead. So we watched Mickey Mouse. And then after like an episode and a half, it was like, hey, how about we watch Bluey? Mickey Mouse. Okay. Well, it was such like he wanted to watch Mickey Mouse because I got home before you guys did because you were at the park. Yeah. And I, I was tired. I didn't sleep well last night. It was a long day at work. So I come home and I had turned on a YouTube video and was just sitting and relaxing. I hadn't got that far into it even, but like he took his shoes off. He raced downstairs as soon as he got home. And he was like, the TV is on. It wasn't even like, hi, dad. It was Mickey Mouse. <laughs> we had watched a little bit. Little Miss was doing um, speech therapy. So, yeah, but it was, it was just Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, mm -hmm. Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse. Like, oh, okay. he was walking around with my phone earlier today already. Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse. No, we're not watching TV right now, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So, he really likes Mickey Mouse. He really does. So when we're not watching Mickey Mouse, yes. um, and there's been a couple of series uh, that Kinder and I have talked about on the show. Mm -hmm. It'd be good to get your thoughts on uh, things that we've been watching. So let's just start off with the, the most recent one that we completed, which was WandaVision. Oh, yes. Oh, so so what do you think of WandaVision? I really liked WandaVision. It, I liked the the take on it. I feel like it's different because we have started watching one other of the um, Marvel TV shows. Yeah. Right. And I really did like that one, even though it was kind of like out there for some people, like the way that they did it each you know, decade or whatever. Um, and I don't know a lot about her character in the comic books. Um, so that probably helps because I feel like a lot of the times people get really upset because it wasn't true to whatever you know kind of thing and as far as i know i don't think she has a lot of like you know how like spider-man has nine different origin stories or whatever you know what i mean like there's a lot of different takes on something she's more of a i think narrow path character so to speak I, she tends to be more of a secondary character i mean she's had her major plot arcs um, right throughout kind of her comic run but right. but there aren't like Okay, so you and I are less than 40 years old, and there's been, what, six Spider-Man movies? Uh, you know, I'm just saying, there's lots of them. And there really hasn't been anything on her, you know, so that probably helps a little, too. Um, but I did really like it in general. Um, I know there were some things you said, you know, weren't to the comic or whatever, well, as far as, like, one of the characters. but it, Well, it was more that they were they were kind of playing off of a particular comic storyline, but mm -hmm. without doing that exact comic storyline. And that's okay. You know, I, I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. um, I think my only critique that I shared with Kidder was they, uh, there's the episode, I think it's like the fourth episode in where they kind of reveal like the whole thing with the hex and kind of what's going on outside of it and all of that and kind of reveal a little bit of what's going inside. I, I kind of hated that that was like the fourth episode. I mean, I know it's only like a 10 episode series, but I was enjoying the the slow mystery of what's going on that was yeah, like happening. In each you episode. knew by then that something wasn't right. Right. I mean, you, you kind of picked that up even in the first episode. Right. You know, and so it's like, but I was liking the slow play of trying to figure it out. And then it was just kind of like, well, we revealed it. And I agree. So it's just a pacing thing. I just wanted more of that. Sure. This, I did kind of feel like at first, just because I have no background other than like the Avenger movies, uh, that it would have been nice to have a little bit of 
not exactly backstory, but maybe just some hints. Like I didn't know anything about, um, I can't come up with his name, her husband. Vision. Vision, yes. Like I met him in the Avenger movies, like, but I, beyond that, like it had nothing. So it was just kind of like out of left field. And I was like, oh, they're married? What? <laughs> Who's this guy again? I thought he was just the computer guy in, um, you know, Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, in the Age of Ultron. Yeah. So, no, it, I get that. Now, we have been watching um, The Falcon and Winter Soldier. That one I have a lot harder time following. I think there's like more characters that intertwine, and that's probably part of it because, kind of like in WandaVision, they just expect that you know some of the backstory, you know, and it's been a long time since I've seen Captain America. Um, and. Um, what else crosses over with that one? Well, it, basically, that one picks up right after Endgame. Okay. So right after. But it's still like, you know, the, some of the secondary characters from the big plot, and you just have to know their backstory, you know. So, you know, it, it that's where I struggle. You know, it's like the guy who um, was Bucky. Yep. That isn't so bad. But then um, Falcon... Yeah, I you know I don't have any knowledge it, or memory of. Well, right, but you have to. I mean, part of it is these movies go back, you know, because right. Iron Man is kind of the is it's not truly the first of the MCU. Incredible Hulk kind of was, but Iron Man was kind of viewed as the start of the MCU proper. What's MCU? Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, okay, well, yeah, Hulk it, came out when our nephew was two, and he's sixteen now. Right. Um, but I was going to say, like, that one, like Iron Man, just to give it a, a point, that was in 2008 because I watched it in Chinook. Mm. Um, so if you think about it, I mean, we're we're talking about a series that came out only two years ago, but it's, you know, some of these movies are that much, you know, <laughs> oh, you know. Well, I'll put Over it this way. I'm one years. of those people who I watch the recap at the beginning because if it's been more than a couple of days, I don't know what happened in the story before then. You know, that is one of the like prime differences, I think, between me and you when it comes to TV watching. I like variety and you're more of a binge watcher. Like if we start a series, you're you're much like we gotta watch all of that series. I think because I don't like it, it's hard for me to find something that I like. You know, like if it's a medical show and it's not, if there aren't too many errors, then I can sometimes get, if it's decent writing, you know, get into it. But um, I don't know. I just, I just watched something and I'm like, that was a waste of my time, you know? Um, and I think what you like to watch is a lot of like YouTube stuff, which is like smaller chunks, but when we do watch big things like the Marvel ones, your memory is just so much better. And you, even when you read books, I know you enjoy reading, but like I read for enjoyment and I purposefully do not commit all the details to memory. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and somehow you still enjoy rereading a book more than I do. Like I don't often reread books, you know, like I'm usually just, Oh, that was good. I'm done with it. Or I made it to chapter three and it's not good. I can't push beyond that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, I I read for for enjoyment. I, mm -hmm. I don't get to read quite as much these days. It's kind of right. harder with, a, you know, I an infant in the room because it's yeah. not like we can turn on the lights and I'll sit and read for a while. It's... Right. But even when we did, like, you know, I know that I read a lot faster than you. Mm -hmm. 
but I don't keep the info in there anywhere near as long. I keep it as long as I need to get through the book and that's about it. Yeah. And I, I think partially it is because you, you do read faster. Um, I have to really kind of focus in on my reading in order to, to make sure that I kind of lock it in there. It's just because I read so slowly that like, like when I read, have read um, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. right? Because you can read a character as one chapter, but it might be five chapters later before right. you get back to that character. So it's like, I need to be able to remember that. So, you know, right. and chapters... I remember that long enough for that, but there's, I guess in my brain, like there's a different level of like reading Game of Thrones versus like my textbook, you know? Yeah. It, it's just, I, everybody's wired differently right but that's just me it's like if i read read it then it's up there a lot more and i can recall it later which is a great skill when you're a teacher i mean i used to amaze students when they'd ask i'm having problems with you know trying to find the answer to problem four oh flip 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 this page second column about halfway down right how do you do that it's like it. I, I read it and when i was younger i could do that not so much anymore yeah i, I think i still could um i used to even with this show it's gotten harder i mean this you know, track of the episodes. 75 episodes right it used to be like kidder could go well, we talked about this in the past episode i could, could go oh yeah we had happened in episode 25 da, 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 the title and it gets a little bit harder these days um you know 75 episodes in two hours per episode a little sleep deprived yeah it's uh it's i don't know what he had for breakfast yesterday unless i worked because then it was cereal <laughs> yeah i mean i even used to know all of the titles of the you know episodes up to a point and now it gets a bit hazy in spots um, that's okay yeah i mean it's, it's just how it goes you know mm-hmm. it's um it's a lot to remember but uh, yeah i think because of that Oh yeah, I do watch a lot of YouTube. I think that's more because it's YouTube is kind of to me it's a little bit more throwaway. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't watch a lot of like series series on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I don't have to keep track of the continuity. I'm just watching something that's yes short, but it's a snippet and it's mm-hmm. it, it's throwaway. It you right. know it's um, you do though on that same token catch continuity errors that nobody else does you know like character wise or scenery or whatever you know and i my brain is just like do 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 nothing's wrong and you're like that's not right and and again i think that's partially like when we watch something larger i'm trying to focus in on it i'm trying to watch and enjoy all of it and yes those things do tend to stand out to me when there's a problem or an error or yeah i think your brain like catalogs in general that i don't you know like we're watching a medical show and they're like trying to shock somebody that's not a shockable rhythm like that enough to put me off and i'll catch that but otherwise you know yeah unless they change a character and you come on and you're like that's not the same kid that was there three weeks ago you know yeah usually catch it no, I, as I said, I think I just prefer, like, I take something like NCIS, which we've watched mm-hmm. a lot I of. I enjoy that a lot. I, I enjoy it, but there are definitely times where 
I mean, you can about tell when I check out of an episode. Cause well, because you figure it out. You're right. I, I, <laughs> I tend to pick up my phone. And there's a bit of a formula to Criminal Minds. Or not Criminal Minds. To, to NCIS that you can kind of... Oh, both of them. Right. You know, because at some point they have to introduce the killer yeah. beforehand. It's very rare in that series where the last minute it's... And the murderer was right. this guy we never told you or ran into or interacted with it's like no it's always somebody to interact with so right. of course that kind of helps yeah piece some of that together because you kind of know anybody they're interacting with could be the killer could be the killer but sometimes you can just sit there and go it's not that guy <laughs> well we're on what season now like 13 or 14 15 15 okay um so like within this last season i finally started being a little more like able to be like oh it's that guy <laughs> but in all fairness i don't watch even when it is that kind of a show with the intent of solving it i just kind of enjoy being strung along yeah see and i i don't know it, it's to me I, I read a lot of mysteries as a kid mm-hmm. well and you like puzzles a lot i, I do and so I, I think for me that's what keeps me engaged and if i can figure it out mm-hmm. you know it's also, i think why i burned out on things like um leverage because mm. that is the same formula again and again i don't pay attention to the formula i just like that they blow stuff up right <laughs> um for, for, for those who don't know leverage was a great series it was about um four criminals led by a, a former um he, he wasn't a detective but he was like an insurance investigator yeah. um and it's them basically pulling heists on bad people. So it's like a heist film every week. Like a Robin Hood revenge kind of. Yeah. And it was it was very it was very well written and very smart and I, I enjoyed it. But it got to a point where the formula very much became that every time they screwed up, well no, that was part of the plan to get caught in the wiring closet doing this. And it was just like yeah, that's unbelievable again and again. Right. It just it's like the 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 heist went from being very clever and well thought out to like, haha, all these things that went wrong, we planned them to go wrong. It's like yeah. that's not clever. That's well, it's clever the first time, but it's not after that. Right. It it just kind of it's like okay, you're you're pulling an Ocean's Eleven mm-hmm. again and again and again and again, and that's where I got kind of tired with that sure. series because it's like, yeah. Well, it was like, what's the med one we just finished where they were the, in the Hamptons? Oh, um, Royal Pains. That one was the same way, but it, the storyline helped a little bit with that one because Leverage was just kind of the same thing. It was like the same trick pony over and over, and there wasn't much character development, whereas at least Royal Pains, there was a little bit of character development to push it through, and it didn't get too bad until towards the end because I know we did kind of like limp through the last few episodes, like, okay, we're going to watch to the end because it's almost over. Yeah, that, and that was kind of a race to wrap it up, and some of the storylines got just a little too big, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah that that happened at weird kind of points in that series yeah so um yeah uh let's see so we, we talked captain or falcon and the winter soldier we talked wandavision uh the other one that we started we haven't watched in a long time now but is the mandalorian i started watching the mandalorian for junior because i was so excited about grogu because he loves grogu 
and all Grogu does is be cute. He hasn't said a single word yet. <laughs> and I don't mind the Mandalorian, but to be honest, I work full time. I take care of the kids. You and I work on the house together. I mean, you help with the kids, but I'm just saying I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. I have fallen asleep quite a few times and I don't really know where we're at. <laughs> but it's not Grogu and he's awfully cute. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> that's, that's a fair take. Yeah. Well, and I kind of, I have trouble focusing on some of it because, I mean, it's such a vast universe and then you have all this knowledge and I think it just like clicks for you, you know, like when we saw the sand people or whatever and, you know, I mean, I know about as much as them as Junior does, you know. Yeah. Which is knows because he has the Star Wars block book. <laughs> well, even then, I, I don't know how much of that he's picked up, but I'm still having a hard time convincing him that Yoda is not Grogu. <laughs> Isn't it Grogu? Just one R. Grogu. We have a pediatrician in town, and her name is Rude. and I called, I didn't call it to her face, but I was talking about her the other day, and I literally could not say her last name. I was like, Dr. Gr She's not the Star Wars character, but I can't say it right now. I think there's two. I think it's G-R-O-G-R-U. Grogu. I have to look it up. I'm pretty sure it's Grogu. Oh, now you're going to take future Howard's job. Well, it's going to bother me. Because you say it, Grogu, all the time. And it like takes everything in me not to correct you. Because I'm not quite sure that I'm right. G-R-O-G-U. Okay. No double R. Grogu. Grogu. The child. Baby Yoda. Yes, Grogu colloquially, I can't even say it, referred to as Baby Yoda, character from Star Wars, the Mandalorian. Toddler member of the same unnamed species as Yoda and Yaddle. Who's Yaddle? Oh, Yaddle. With whom he shares a strong ability in the Force, according to Wikipedia. Oh, there's a Wookiepedia. No. <laughs> I didn't know that. Hmm? StarWars.fandom.com. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> so let's see. We talked about those. There's a couple other series that you watch when I'm not around. So mm -hmm. you said you just finished Grey's Anatomy. Yes, which is like, it's like a bad car accident. Like you just rubberneck, you can't look away because everybody's always miserable and people are always yelling at each other and sleeping with people they shouldn't. And I don't know why I watch it. I just can't stop. Um, and that happened at like season three and it's like season 18 or something now. <laughs> I know. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah. I've sat in on a couple of those shows trying to do like other things while you were watching. It's just like this. And I think I've asked you, I'm like, is anybody ever happy in this series? <laughs> For a little bit, it was like two people could be happy and everybody else was miserable. But now it's just everybody's miserable all the time. Yeah. Or they think they're happy, but they're making bad life choices and it comes back and bites them in the butt. You know, this is the same reason we stopped watching The Blacklist. Was yes. The Blacklist. There were a couple. The Blacklist. And what was the other one? <sighs> but it was. It was like that era of TV when that all kind of started. And it was like, everybody has to be miserable. Right. There, there was no kind of happiness. It's like The Blacklist. I enjoyed the concept of... Mm -hmm. That one did become a one-trick pony eventually, too. But I think that's it got hard to watch because it was a one-trick pony, so you knew what was going to happen. You didn't know the characters. And then everybody was miserable. Well, everybody was miserable. And then it was, like, there were mysteries that they just weren't ever going to get to because it's like, if they reveal the mystery, then... The end of the show. It's the end of the show. And so... So if anybody wants to comment, I don't know if they've ever figured it out, like, what 
her relationship the agent is with the guy that she's working with because there's something that nobody ever said i would like to know don't ruin it for everybody else but i would like to know who he is to her because <laughs> that was the only thing that kept me watching yeah but i mean it was just yeah, that's why like again we stopped on that one it was just like i just can't take yeah it was like sludging through yeah it's like it just can somebody be happy you know mm -hmm. that that was a tough one yeah i'm trying to think of the other one I don't remember. There's something else around that same time, though, where that was the same thing. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, we got to be done. It's just miserable. Everybody's miserable. It's making me miserable. Yeah. And then the other one you said that you've been watching is Virgin River, which I know nothing about. It's a Netflix series, I think. Um, and it's about a ER doc from, I don't know if it's New York or Chicago, but some big city, um, who has a couple tragedies in her life and moves to this little town in I think California oh she's from Los Angeles or something like that um and uh becomes a small town well she's not a doctor she was a PA no NP a nurse practitioner sorry um but anyway she moves to this small town to assist this um doctor who is getting up there in age and just needs kind of a second set of hands um but it's one of those like feel good sappy kind of like not quite lifetime level but that kind of story where you know she meets this guy and they fall in love and you know it's kind of one of those little city dramas or whatever you want to say like i said it's not as bad as like hallmark or lifetime or anything but you would not enjoy it which is why i've never offered to watch it with you i appreciate that mm -hmm. that's that's good right yeah that sounds like anything i want to watch <laughs> yeah well i think there's three seasons out now i think there were two out when i started it and the third one i think just came out or there was one and now there's two i can't remember um but it's kind of heartwarming and you know not so soap opera that you can't stand to you know watch it so okay you know something we haven't done in a while besides you know like watching tv but we haven't played video games for for a while uh -huh. um and I've talked on the show many times how uh, the, the current addiction is Stardew Valley, which we'll have to get back to, although at this point it's been so long. I'd like to start over. I don't know if we'll have to start completely over, but I don't remember what we were doing. I don't know. You'll we're... have to teach me everything that we had to work on. I know I took care of the animals and you took care of watering and the mining. Yeah. So, well, There'll be some things to have to figure out. Um, I don't even know what we played before that. Minecraft was the big oh, thing that we would play. Oh, when I was play. pregnant with Junior, yeah. I yeah. played a lot of Minecraft. Yeah, so so which is the better game? Minecraft Stardew. or Stardew? <laughs> Minecraft is like mindless, because I always turn the bad guys off. So all I do is like <laughs> dig and build and make stuff. Um, but Stardew takes a little bit of thought. But I like the repetition of it, too. It's like, you know, you have to do this in a chunk of time kind of thing, and then you can accomplish whatever you want besides. But. Yeah. Well, um, I'm trying to think, like, what other things that we've played before that. Because we, we used to play, um, what's the red versus blue? Halo. We played Halo on the one where you could have the big axe, and then when the you hammer. hit somebody in the head and the party <laughs> confetti. Yeah. That's the only reason I played that with you. <laughs> Just to smack people in the head and have me go, yay! Exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. that was the best that. part of that. Yeah, you play that. Um, you know, we played a lot of Wii games, you know, the Mario mm -hmm. Parties, Mario. Mario Racing. Mm -hmm. Mario Kart. 
um, a lot of those. We we once had um, back on the PlayStation. We had that Lord of the Rings game. Oh, I like that a lot. You did. You like sick of it. I got very sick of it. It was like <laughs> kind of a turn-based RPG almost, but it, it it was one of those where there wasn't a lot of variety to it. Mm-hmm. And so I got bored of it, but we almost beat the game and then our save file got corrupted. And it meant like we would have to start all over. And I just said, nope. <laughs> not, <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> we played Virtual Fighter for a while. Well, I mean, there was a lot of fighting games. We did Virtual Fighter. Uh, Mortal Kombat was also pretty big for a while between the two of us. I liked Virtual Fighter better because I could beat you in it. <laughs> I don't ever beat you at Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Well, that's because yeah. I'm a button masher. You are a button masher. And then I find one move that works and I just do it over and over again and it makes you mad. Yes, you do tend <laughs> to spam the same move. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I like board games a little bit better than video games. Mm-hmm. Which is good because we have a whole cave full of... Uh, and board. I will play most of them with you. Not all of them, but most of them. I think you have so far played. We haven't played like Batman, but Batman is huge. Um, and there's a couple... Um, Hellboy, I would probably play with you, but I think that's another one that's just so big we haven't got it to the table. Yeah. Um, but there are a couple of them that I I just I don't even know what they are, to be honest, that are like four or five boxes big. Right. Well, part of the problem is like those games, as much as I enjoy them, I think that they would be fun to play. Part of the problem is, is that nowadays, now that we have kids, you and I don't play board games with each other just the two of us very often um, where we used to do that in the past. Now we're always playing with a group of people while wrangling children. And it's usually your family. And so usually it's six players. Yes. So that kind of limits some of the games because one, you know, when you get into that six player player count, there are fewer games that can do that and do it well. But even then some of those big box games, if you have to bring everything out and set up and teach all six people, right? It can it can well, take and they can take more. three or four hours in the first place with just two people, much less. I know when we play like Everdell or something like that, which we play a lot. If we haven't played it recently, it still takes a little bit. It's kind of slow going at the get go until people kind of remember what the the flow of it is. Right, and love your family, love playing games with them, but very often. There's very few of them that sit there and like think about what their next turn is, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like they get to their turn. Okay, what am I going to do? I'm guilty of that too. But in all fairness, those of us who are really guilty of it, like me and Nana, are wrangling children. Well, your dad's pretty guilty of that too. Oh yes, even though he's really good, at, he almost always wins. You or he often wins if it's a like strategy game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is probably he even wins Gloom, which I don't know how he does that because Gloom is a storytelling game. <laughs> because he doesn't focus so much on telling the story, he's actually probably the only one of us that really reads like all of the fine print on the cards and actually creates a strategy with it. Where the rest of us are trying to think of really witty things to tell the story of. That's that's why he wins Gloom. Mm-hmm. It's I don't even do that. I usually just like kind of fumble through my story, and then I really like gotcha games, so I like getting other people like you don't get to die i brought you back to life haha <laughs> yes you are very much a take that player I am. I am i try not to be mean about it i try really hard 
you I think, kind of spread my take that around the board. Yeah, I was going to say, in, in the old days, you didn't. It used <laughs> to be ABC, anybody but Chris. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I've gotten better about that. You have got a conscious effort, but I've gotten better. You have gotten better about that. I it, It's still, I mean, I still every now and then I do get ganged up on because everybody just assumes that I'm. Yes, they just think that you're going to win all the time. They forget that dad is silently over there plotting the demise of everyone else. No, he's not. He's just like optimizing his because he's really good at math and strategy and numbers. Right. And I, I'm i pretty good at the whole strategy aspect of it, which is why I do well. But I don't tend to play super competitively. Either. Neither does my dad. He's just very smart in that area yeah I, I mean but it's not like i'm like cutthroat to win I, mm -hmm. I think i in the entire time i've ever played with your family i think i was only cutthroat to win once and uh but on trains uh, uh ticket to ride yes yeah yes that was when you're darn it now they've got me calling it trains i know <laughs> sorry that's okay I, as i said i'm gonna buy the person who's stuck on that the actual the board. crappy oh it's actually not that bad it is, it's no it's actually a good game but it's called trains yeah, it's so not the same. then she'll have to differentiate between mm -hmm. you know so um yeah i know it was a ticket to ride because your sister came back from drinking with your friends and was boasting how she was awesome at ticket to ride and never lost at ticket to ride she's lost a lot now and uh how she was you know how, she's raised some comments about the play that was going on and we just kind of finished the game as, as that was going on. And it I was, say, I feel like he like let everything until the end and then just kind of like decimated everybody. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. I, <laughs> I think you realized this like, Oh, I did. And I wasn't real happy about it because when you did it, I was like, I thought we were supposed to put everything out on the table as we went. No, there's nothing there else to say that you have to <laughs> Yeah, well, Rachel doesn't play it that way either. Or, I mean, we have in our family, but she and her friends play it the way that you did that day. Yeah, but it was, it was. I think you even noticed, like, oh, he's silent. <laughs> he's not cracking jokes. I was like, oh, something's going on. We're all going to get it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like playing that way. It's, that's not as much fun. No. You know, I... Well, not, I try to be very, like, I don't have it out for anyone. I just, even if I don't win, I like to play the take that. Right. And that's, <laughs> and that's totally fine. But yeah, I, I try my hardest to just like, eh, well, it's not even like I try. It's just, yeah, I just try to enjoy the game and playing with people. Mm -hmm. So what's your favorite game in the collection? <sighs> that's hard. I mean, I really like Everdell. We play it a ton, but I do really like it. But there are some games that I didn't think that I would like that I do. Um, that when you like took them out and we were finally playing them because somebody else wanted to play them, I was like, oh, this is going to be terrible. And then it wasn't. Um, what's the one that's like King Arthur? Oh, uh, Shadows, Shadows Over Camelot? Yes. Yep. I was kind of dreading playing that one. And I actually enjoy it. It's not like one of my you know, top five favorite, but I do actually enjoy it. Um, I don't even remember the names of a lot of them, but the ones that are like that, where it's kind of like a Euro game, um, but that I like the ones that are Euro games that we are not against each other all the time. You know, there are some that I do like where you're, you know, you're still one player, but I really like um, Pandemic. That's one of my favorites. Um the hospital game that you bought. Oh, um, 
ICU rush. Yeah. We've only played it a couple of times, but I think if we played it more, I would enjoy it. But that is also part of the medical theme because when we played the Kitchen Rush, I really liked watching them play the video game Kitchen Rush um, when they did that on YouTube. Oh, Overcooked was is the video game yeah. version of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like playing the game. I felt too stressed, but maybe that's just because I don't like to cook. <laughs> well, and I truthfully, I, I know we haven't played um, ICU Rush. You played it like once or twice. Yeah. A lot, but that game seems easier than Kitchen Rush. Kitchen Rush seems like I don't think we've really ever won at Kitchen Rush. No, but I think you have to play it a little bit. We didn't win very often at Pandemic until the same group of people played it a good handful of times before we kind of figured out whose strengths lie where. Yeah, it it, it and that's true with some of those cooperative games. There, right. you want to you want it to be a decent enough challenge because that makes you want to come back and right the good ones you do get close the the worst ones are the ones where you're like oh we totally got decimated every time or we win every time yeah i like terraforming mars because that one's kind of like individual and group um so i like that one a lot um for very different reasons i like sagrada we don't think oh never even get does yep um, but it's not something that like, that's more like a laid back kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know we still win or lose at it. It's not, you know, it is competitive, but I, I think I just like the pretty window panes. <laughs> it's like a game that would appeal to you on, on that side. Yeah. And then the numbers thing isn't so bad because like, it's not so complicated. Yeah. It's, it's a little puzzly and, you know, but it's, it's almost a bit like a simple puzzle right in a, in a sense like yes it can be hard at times but um and for those who don't know sagrada is a game where you're building a stained glass window based off a pattern but your your pattern has certain requirements and then there's some chance to it too because you have to roll the dice yep so you roll out you roll a set of dice that are randomly picked out of a bag you roll your set and then it, everybody drafts the dice so you might not get the dice you wanted but Right. Yep, you have certain requirements, like you need to put a number five in this spot, or it needs to be purple in this spot. And right, but then certain ones can't line up with other ones in rows versus columns and stuff like that. Yeah, so it, it it's a, a bit of a puzzle in that sense. But yeah, I like that one as a nice kind of laid back mm-hmm. game. Yeah, so. but it just it, there's so many different kinds of games, because I really like um, zombie dice. <laughs> but that's a really quick, easy you know, yeah. little filler game. Um, Kill Doctor Doctor Lucky is growing on me. I, you know, I like Kill Doctor Lucky. Not my favorite in the collection. It's there's too much um, kind of little bit of luck to that and such. Well, and I think we're kind of figuring out how other people play too, and that you have to like. You have to waste cards to get to where you need to go, and then I think it got a little bit easier. Yeah, it, it's just it's not it's not my favorite. Sure, I, I, it, I enjoy it, but it's not mm-hmm. it's not my. Yeah, we just favorite. have so many; it's hard to. Right. And like I said, they're also different. You know that like it's hard to pick one out of the collection, and it depends who we're playing with. You know, we haven't played Lanterns in a long time, but Lanterns is only four players. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoy that one as well. I think it just depends what mood I'm in. Yeah. That's usually the problem that I have is like when we do have the group over 
to play. And they're always like, well, you choose. I'm like, I enjoy pretty much every game I have back there. So, mm-hmm. right. You know, well, and sometimes it surprises me too. Like super dungeon explorers. I really liked, and I didn't think I would, you know, like I just played it because I liked the little chibi figures, but I actually ended up liking the game. Mm-hmm. Um, any game you play with Aaron is fun. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I think Aaron would make chess fun. He's just, he's a wild card. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's always kind of interesting to see what has he, he ever does. won a game? He has. He has. Okay. I feel like there's one or two, but I couldn't tell you what they were. Uh, he tends to win the smaller, the smaller games. Sure. You know, I think when it's the bigger games... Even though he's good at it, I think at some point he just gets well. I think he, the attention span is. I, well, I don't know. That's the attention span. I, it's it's the more beer consumed because the more he drinks, <laughs> the more of a wild card. Right, because he starts doing the actions that he thinks are going to be fun more than the action that's going to let him win the game. Sure. Um, and the longer the game, the more likely he is to get to that point. That's true. So that's why I don't think he wins like the big games when yeah. we bring them out. But when it's the smaller games, he stands a better chance. I know it's not Ninjas on a Train, but that's all that I can call it now. Oh, Rail Riders. Yes, I feel like he won that one. Uh, he might have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that one's not terrible. That one's, no, um, that one's fun. That one's okay. There really haven't been any that we've played where I was like, I'd never play that again. There's some where I'm like, eh, it gets old best. Um, what's that first zombie one that Oh, Last Night on Earth. We just played it so much, I think, that it kind of got over it. Yeah. It was like the first big game in our collection. Yeah. And we like to play it so much, too. Yeah, we we did play that one a lot. And also, there are certain scenarios in that game where you could just cheese out the system. And it was Mm -hmm. like the one where you have to end by a certain turn with no zombies in the mansion, but all the survivors in the mansion and you just all go there in the first place well no you figured out that you just didn't go in the mansion you just ran around it because the zombies always have to move close to you so you just kind of stayed out of their way and then you waited and right at the turn everybody bolts in and the zombies can't get in and that's how you won that one i don't think i played that scenario with you but yes it sounds like that would do the trick yeah i mean so there's some of those i've had good games of that one um, oh yeah I, I enjoyed it at first i think we just played it so much we did it, well it, it was because it was kind of the big game that we could mm-hmm. uh play now now i mean we did play it not too long ago you know within the past yeah. year mm-hmm. and it went over pretty well so the quick penguin game that we got um then high school I like that Ice one. Cool. He took it with him, I think. I don't think it's here in Bismarck. I think he's got it with him where he lives. But I thought that one was kind of cute and fun and very light. Yeah, I would like to get a copy of that one for when uh, Junior and Little Miss get older, because I think that'll be a fun family game. I think so, too. So that's one that I kind of want to add into our collection. So Penguin flicking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of actually good flicking games out there. Probably. We don't own a lot of them but that's okay i like our collection yeah there's uh there's one i'd like to add it's been on my list for a long time i just don't know why i've never pulled the trigger on it but it, it was originally called rampage but then it got in trouble because it's giant monsters destroying a city which there's a video game rampage there so now it's called um terror in meeple city but you you play these giant kaijus 
and you, you actually build the buildings and there's meeples on them and you destroy the buildings and in various different ways, such as like stomps, you lift your, your monster meeple and you drop it and it sends things or you blow things Junior over. Junior will love that when he's old enough. We are not going to be able to play it with him until he's old enough with him around or he'll be very upset that he doesn't get to play because he will... Yeah. To destroy buildings. <laughs> right. But then you score based on how many of the meeples you, you lose from the buildings of it. It's that sounds awesome. It it yeah, no, it's did you ever watch the movie Rampage? Didn't have the rock in it? Yeah. Um I no, to see I, it, but I, I, never, I, I yeah, I had a red box it or something. Yeah. Although uh, Lane is gonna be upset if I watch that and I haven't watched uh, Pacific Rim, which is right up there. I thought that was a kidder thing though. No, that was a Tim thing, wasn't it? You know, there's been a lot of people who've been upset by the fact that I have yet to watch Pacific Rim. So. so we never watched that, but didn't we see, wasn't it the same director or something that we watched that awful movie when we went over to East Grand Forks to the new theater? No, he did not do Cloverfield. Oh, Cloverfield was J.J. Abrams, I think. Oh, okay. Who, you know, did all the amazing Star Trek reboots. <laughs> yeah. Um kind of troll kidder when I can. <laughs> I know he's not watching this. He's he just scrubs through. So you won't get to this part. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that was like I wonder you've seen some bad movies, but that one was terrible. That one was I you know Cloverfield wasn't terrible terrible but it it's not what i thought it was going to be and i think i was a little disappointed in that and so and i think that was one of those where there's a lot of like other stuff associated with it like there was certain web pages you had to go and you could get some of the lore and they did like social media pages for some of the characters i'm like there's seems like a lot of work to watch the movie well the idea was that like the super diehard fans were going to get like into kind of solving all of this and such because abrams also did lost and they had kind of built up this kind of cult following for lost which we didn't watch no. but lost asked a lot of questions and didn't really give a lot of answers so a lot of fan theories and things like that out there. so i think he was kind of going off with some of that so i yeah cloverfield was mm, okay and it was all right wasn't my favorite though. So. I don't really remember anything other than I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah. So, but no, no, I haven't watched that one. I hear that one's really good. That one's a Guillermo del Toro, so the same guy who did Hellboy. Oh, I like Hellboy. The the first two Hellboys, not the the newest one. Have I seen the newest one? We have seen the newest one. What? Well, I, I liked all of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm just oh, okay. clarifying. He didn't do the third one. He did the first two. Gotcha. And then he did the reboot that had um, David Harbour, the guy who plays Hopper on Stranger Things, this all boy. So, which I enjoyed that one. It got pretty hard, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. It was all right. <laughs> you know? I tend to like Hellboy. It's snarky. Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough thing to follow because he was following... Guillermo del Toro's and those were pretty well liked films so tough shoes to follow you still have a Hellboy eating pancakes to uh, eat from 
I do. I do. I, I, you know, I have a lot to paint. I have a lot to paint and I wish I could paint more. I mean, before kids and it's not to blame the kids, but before kids. No, we're just time consuming. Yeah. A big commitment. There's a reason we waited a long time to have them. Yeah. But I mean, I used to paint, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, probably, you know, 18 to 20 hours a week, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple hours every night or Mm -hmm. a big chunk on a weekend or, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, I used to do a lot, and now it's it's tough to to get down here and do that because I can't do it when Junior's awake because he wants to come down. And, and he and doesn't so. go to bed at a decent hour because he's two and hates to sleep. He's not the only child like that. Just so you know, I was talking to a mom who was waiting for her kiddos today while I was waiting for Junior to get done with his speech therapy and. She's got three, and she says she's got one that hates to sleep, one that's okay, and one that loves to sleep. I was like, well, at least we each got one of them, right? (laughs) um, She was saying she had a friend who, their first one, loved to sleep, and then their second one hated it. And it's like, that's just a cruel joke. (laughs) It's not so bad when the first one doesn't like it so much, and then the second one is like, I'm ready to sleep, you know, right now, and I'm going to tell you and go to sleep like an angel. Yeah. Versus like the first one being like that. And then you expect the second one to be and It's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't know that it's like Junior hates to sleep. He's afraid he's going to miss something. I, I think that it's. But he was never quite as good a sleeper. Little Miss is a, like she wants to sleep. He's always been that way. Yeah. And I think that's just some people have different sleep cycle and pattern, you know, kind of. And he's, I mean, they're both light sleepers, but he's a really light sleeper compared to her. Yeah, I, I will say, you know, I hate trying to put him down because that's mm-hmm. always a bit of a fight, except for when he gets up in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Because because then he's he's actually kind of it's, it's just kind of sweet because like you go in and he snuggles. It's like up. an emotional safety check. Yeah. Right. And then he's he's out. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes he does go through that thing where he's up every hour and you're just like, oh, my gosh, kid, you're killing me. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't mind. Like, even this one, when he popped out at 6.15, and I'm just like, okay. Let me come back up. I know. Some days he's so good about the green light thing, and other days he's not. He hasn't been recently. He got up at, like, 7.20 or something, and I was exhausted, and Little Miss had been fussing. I don't know if she was gassy or what, but she'd been fussing. So I hadn't got a lot of sleep, and she had finally just settled. And he pops in. Mom? No, he said, you first. Dad? Dad's at work? Is your light green? No. Go back to bed. <laughs> Dad? <laughs> no, Dad is gone. <laughs> he wouldn't go back into his room. I said, well, then you need to lay down until your light is going to be green. So he crawled up into bed with us, or with me. And then at some point, I don't know what he did. Oh, he pulled my phone and dropped it on the floor. It made a bunch of noise and it woke the baby and uh i was like okay you're done go back to your bed and he comes back like two minutes later light green <laughs> i would have if my phone were under the bed at the moment god changed it so that it was another 20 minutes so i could have slept but i couldn't get to my phone <laughs> yeah kids <laughs> <laughs> someday we'll get to sleep again so. yeah yeah and then we'll miss them because they'll be off doing fun things without us and it won't be cool. Yeah. Yep. Eventually we will get to that point when we're no longer the cool parents. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll just have to, to wait and see. But hey, the good news is there's a ton of board games in there for us to play when that happens. That is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to paint more regularly. And might be able to sew a couple things. Yeah, you might not actually unpack your copy boxes. <laughs> kind of taken up part of the cave here. In all fairness, um, a lot of that isn't actually mine. It's stuff that was dumped on me. Mm. Yeah, I had most of my stuff. I think a box of it is stuff that I had left there for storage purposes when we moved. But yeah. Yeah, eventually we'll, we'll get this. I, I know I need to hang pictures up and do a few other things. I don't even know where my iron is at this point. That's how much I've unpacked my own stuff. Um, I know it's out because it came out at one point and then yeah. somebody needed to borrow it. And I was like, I think it's in this cupboard. And I was wrong and I don't know where it is. Where is your iron? I don't I've know. I know it came out of a box. I don't know where it went. It might even be in there. I don't know. It, I think it might actually be in there. But it's possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hmm. it's all right. We'll we'll get unpacked one of these things. <laughs> we probably have like a box when we're like getting ready to retire or not retire, but like move out of this place to somewhere that's like single level and whatnot. And their kids will be like, "Oh my god, you guys have so much stuff! How have you not unpacked it all?" Yeah. That'll happen mm. eventually, you know, but we'll get there. We'll, we'll get things settled and all of that. And yeah. It'll Once happen. the kids are a little older, it'll help. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we've gone through everything that we had on our run sheet. And uh, to say the line, we've been talking for quite a while. So I probably need to wrap this one up and mm-hmm. I'd, Fortunately, Kidder's not here to do the cheap plugs. So I guess I have to do the cheap plugs. Buy our stuff. Go online. <laughs> Let me say it again. He says it about 10 times. Buy our stuff. Go online. <laughs> yes. Yes. Although he would also throw in the website. So it wouldn't just be, you know. I, I don't know like, what it is. I've got my head. Oh, come on. It's beerbluesbs.com. That's our home in cyberspace where you can find all of our stuff. You can go to the merch store and buy our stuff yes uh <laughs> plenty of it which would be good if, if you're tired of us hearing us harp about buy our stuff buy some stuff that'll 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 call them kidder for mm-hmm. or buy them a beer yes. you don't have to have stuff around your house if you want to be minimalist you can buy them a beer yeah yeah we have we have the cheapest beer prices anywhere yep i think i guarantee it and it hasn't gone up with inflation either oh that's that is correct we have not adjusted that for inflation because, you know, we care about you, the audience. Yes. Um, if you are one of those, like myself, who enjoys a good audio podcast, maybe you do a lot of driving. Did I tell you I've, I've crossed the 7,000-mile mark? You did. Driving. Which means I, I have actually driven about 30% of the circumference of the Earth this year. Wow. Yeah. So... While doing that, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and if you uh, want to listen to the audio version of this, just go out to your favorite podcast service and just search Beer, Blues, and BS. You can find us there and uh, download these episodes. Take us with you. And hey, they are good on, you know, repeat. So if, if, you, you, know, if you haven't listened to a particular episode in a long time, it's okay to go back and listen to some of the uh, old ones. Some of those are, are classic episodes. 
and worth the uh, worth the listen to. So you can find us on all of them. I could name off some. I mean, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. I didn't know this, but Samsung has podcasts. We actually were trending on that for a little bit. So I right. listen on Podbean usually, I think. Which we appreciate, because that is the big service that pumps out our show to everybody. If you like seeing our happy, smiling faces... I, we, we don't smile a lot on this show. Right, but if you wanted to see our happy, smiling faces, we are on YouTube. Again, just search Beer Blues BS. You can see not just that, but all of the extra things that Future Howard does to make the shows tolerable or interesting or trolly, whatever your movie's in. Uh, so feel free to you know check us out there. Um, and of course, there's our Facebook page, Beer Blues NBS, which is always good to tune into because you never know when we pop something special or extra up there. So make sure with all of those that you like, subscribe, and share with others. We do appreciate that. With that said, I'm Howard Blues. Thanks again to my co-host this evening, Lefty. As, uh, it was great for her to fill in and uh, had some fun with that. So thank you for yes, spending thanks for having me. Evening. And uh, for all of you out there, keep your glass at least half full. Free beer tomorrow. And we'll see you down the old dusty Tuscan Highway. Good night, everyone. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Classic oh, yeah. standard. Did you come up with your like? I, I was I was trying to think if one while Calvin was sleeping. <laughs> trying to sleep. Yeah, like I was I was like sitting there pondering. I think I had one, but course you know that's always such a battle that's like boom, boom. so you know help in that department you are the wit in this relationship i am the wit in this relationship um and the snarkiness every once in a while that's about it every once in a while you are occasionally funny <laughs> it's rare <laughs> that's okay you have to make you your own beer blues and bs t-shirt occasionally funny no there you go <laughs> and funny but there we go so we can make that the line you know one other problem with these chairs you're gonna come off taller than me is that better (laughs) yeah no (laughs) just cheers we have we're gonna say it's not like i have a proper studio back down here okay wasn't that the only rule at our wedding was that no pink and that i couldn't be taller than you I don't know. Those would have been rules that uh, you would have had to have set. Oh, no, no, no. You said no pink and brown for colors. And then when I was looking at shoes, you said that I couldn't be taller than you. Did I? Yeah. (laughs) You didn't care about anything else. I mean, I understand. I think the pink and brown was like, you can't dress me in pink and brown. 
No, that could have been. Like, you could have done Bridesmaids in Pink and Brown. I wouldn't have cared. But not you. Not me. Gotcha. It was, was like the one. Mm. The taller than, I think that I, I think I said that more out of jest. <laughs> you know. Because it would have been weird to, like, bend down to kiss you because they never have. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would have just been weird if you would have showed up in, like, you know, five-inch palms. <laughs> that would have been. With my luck, I would have got my shoe like stuck in the grass since we got married outside, and then would have been, <laughs> or just lost a shoe and been like limping halfway down the aisle, <laughs> two different levels. Worst case scenario. Yeah. And actually, you're sitting slightly farther back, so you do look smaller than me. Hmm. Matter to you? No, I'm just saying. That. I'm trying really hard not to do this all the time in my chair because I tend to do that in curly chairs. <laughs> You've never seen any of the two shot shows. <laughs> no.